Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Some good basketball right now, so it's like if you trade him for anything, um, 
you know, you're, you're, you're coming out ahead, you know, because he's not right. contributing to the team at all, right? So if you get something for him, um, you know, it's an upgrade. And in, in, in the way other teams are playing in the East right now, you know, they're, they're right there in the thick of it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, outside of the, losing that Wizards game, they had, one, um, they had one five straight that were going for six. Um, they lost that Wizards game without Embiid, like I said. So, um, you know, Maxie's playing really good basketball right now. Um, you know, they're they're a good team, and it's just like I wish they would just trade them and get 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 it over with. So the problem though is is if you trade Simmons, then wherever he go, well, actually, I don't know if there's a problem because you no, know, we're a talk show here. Uh, is I mm-hmm. I get a really strong sense that he's one of those guys the second he gets out of there. He's just gonna rip on everyone and everything, and a little part of me kind of wants that to go. So, uh, right. yeah, I mean, I, I but your, to your point, they now the Philly uh, they lost their latest game to be to to make sure mm-hmm. we're uh, on that. But prior to that, they they'd um, they'd really had quite a good stretch after losing to the Wizards by three, uh, after beating mm-hmm. the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Lakers, the Pelicans, and the Spurs. Granted, none of those teams really scare me. Um, prior to that was a one point loss to the Clippers, uh, mm-hmm. went over the magic. And then, you know, we're, we're digging a little far back after that, but it's, sure. you know, we're, we're, we're weeks away from the trade, trade deadline. Um, or not weeks, mm-hmm. about a week away. I, yeah, I think I, it's next I don't Thursday, see, I believe, Dave, I think. Yeah. Um, you know what? We're going to have a trade deadline special next week. Absolutely. That'll be now, fun uh, going over that. But the trade deadline is the 10th. It's next uh, next Thursday at three o'clock. So you know, me and you will be able to kind of go through um, the latest and greatest of you know the trades, who won, who lost, all that good stuff. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in in, in more over the last couple of years, certainly, and I mean this across all sports. I feel like trade deadlines have really picked up, um, and mm-hmm. they're really weaponizing the the trade deadline. I don't know. It felt like for years in in all sports where you, you know, have all these millions of rumors coming into a trade deadline and then nothing would happen. Um, I feel like you're starting to see things happen. But one thing I don't – I'll be honest with you, man. I don't think Philly's going to move Ben Simmons. And, and it's – you know what it is? It's almost like the petty off at this point over mm-hmm. who can, you know, just – I don't know. I, I don't know if you, you remember the, uh, the kids' story, the Zach's uh, old um, – old story by uh, our friend Dr. Seuss and basically the story was there were two very stubborn people they walked uh, and they stood in front of each other and they just w- spent their whole lives just standing in front of each other because nobody would move that's literally the whole the whole thing no spoilers mm-hmm. um, and it feels no like that's where we are I mean I, I, I feel like the Sixers man they're just gonna they're just gonna wait until the off season but I, I, listen uh, let me mm-hmm. let me just take a quick backtrack, right? Because, you know, I don't know how much, you know, you, you know or don't know, but in short, Simmons is upset that Embiid had blamed him for the playoff loss last year, and Simmons, the year prior, um, mm-hmm. wasn't really going after Embiid for it, so Simmons is kind of like, oh, man, how are you coming at me when I didn't go after you? And Simmons, I right. think, also is getting a, a conveying. I don't know whether it's true or not. Neither you nor I are in, in behind any of those scenes. But I think Simmons is constantly saying he I, he wish he had more support from the staff or the players around him, you know, just generally more support, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I do want to um, jump into something I said a little bit earlier about Shaq. So Shaq commented on the whole thing and in short called Simmons a crybaby, which, I mean, you know, hilarious. And it's Shaq, so you know right. anything the dude does is kind of tongue-in-cheek but also serious. Um, mm-hmm. So – what what Shaq said specifically was, listen, you know, Magic paved the way for, for Jordan, Jordan paved the way for Shaq, and Shaq's paving it for Simmons to get just, you know, see the money go up and up and up. And Shaq said, Simmons, man, you're, you're, you're messing it up. Um, right. And, you know, he calls him the baby. And so Simmons responded to Shaq calling Simmons the baby by DMing him. And, you know, Shaq says, I'm not going to tell everybody what Simmons DM'd me, but over the course of the interview, he kind of slowly let it out. And Ben was basically <laughs> telling telling Shaq that it's not Simmons' fault that all this is going down and that Shaq doesn't know what he's talking about. Now, at the end of the day, Shaq, I think, makes a really good point, and he brings up his time with Kobe. And I mm-hmm. like how he 
how Shaq likened his time with Kobe to what's going on with Embiid and Simmons. Because, listen, like I like I, I opened the show with, uh, uh, Embiid posted the picture of toilet paper, saying extra soft. Didn't name any names, but I mean, come on. And you just you just you just get this really weird sense of tension between the two of them. And I think the sense of tension in um, Philadelphia right now is almost a little more sarcastic than it was in LA, you know, 20 years ago or however many years ago it was. Um, and I, it just, it feels like this is more high school drama. You know what I mean? Whereas, whereas mm-hmm. Shaq and Kobe were fighting over who could be the man. So, so Shaq's point to really Simmons. And I think to a point in B too, was saying, guys, listen, you're young, you're playing, you're both in your prime. Just make it work. Don't worry about the useless titles. That was the phrase he used, useless titles. Um, and I mean, mm-hmm. you know, over whose team it is, not championships. Uh, because one day you're going to look back and wonder what happened, why couldn't we make it work? And I, I feel like we've seen that over, you know, manifest itself over the last couple of years. But I think it's tough because Shaq has the ability to look at all of this in hindsight um, and recall – how it ended. Uh, I'm trying to word this delicately because, you know, I, I'm still, it's still fresh with, uh, you know, Kobe. Uh, it just, it hurts still. But, you know, um, I think Shaq's point is saying, like, you need to have some, some more mature perspective. But the problem is he's talking to two guys who just completely lack the mature perspective on either of them. I think Embiid is trying to have more fun with it because he's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I think Embiid's hilarious, personally. I mean, some people will <laughs> like him. He rubs some people the wrong way. I think the dude is mm-hmm. hysterical. Um, but Simmons, right. you know, being called a crybaby, I think it might be a little bit extreme, and I don't think that's something you really should call another grown man who can go out there and make it in the NBA. But in, I just don't like the way Simmons is going about things, and I agree with, with the idea that we got to get Simmons out of Philly somehow. But who's taking him, right? The hot rumor is... Uh, well, I, the Kings I mean, the pulled out. I keep seeing the Kings, the, yeah, the Kings pulled their name out of the hat. They don't. They don't really want to be bothered because I think the the Sixers' asking price is way too high. But I mean, you know, right. I, I want to add to to your point though. You you're out here telling people you're not mentally fit to play basketball, but you got time to DM Shaq mad about what he's saying mm. about you on TV. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, dude, Shaq's right. You're a, you're a baby. You are a baby. You're coddled. You've been coddled your whole life. That's your problem. Um, people telling you, oh, you like, like, <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, I think it's Rocky too, um, when, when Apollo's about getting ready to, to fight um, uh, Rocky, because all my Philly fans, right? And, 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 and his, yeah, you know, right. his, you. his trainer is rubbing his back. He's like, you're the best. You're the greatest. You're, nobody can. Women love you. Men love you. Uh, men men <laughs> want to beat you. You're the greatest. Like, he's been like that, coddled his whole life, telling him, you're the best. You're the best point guard in the world. Nobody can beat you. Nobody can guard you. You can guard anybody. Like, like, what do you, like dude, this is the real world. This is how it really works out here. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and don't forget, Embiid is mad because he broke up a good thing that they were starting to build because Jimmy Butler was in Philly, mm. and that was a good threesome that they had. He, ben Simmons cried like a baby because Jimmy Buckets was getting all the shots and hogging the ball, quote-unquote, and got him traded out of town. Got him out of town. Well, not traded, but got him out of town. So you got the you got what you wanted. You got a good player out of town that you could have won a chip with. You got you. So now you're the man in, uh, with the ball, and you still aren't satisfied. Now Ben Simmons isn't satisfied because Embiid's starting to take his shine. Like, dude, work for your shine. Get better. Shaq is right. Listen, these guys paved the way for you to make millions and millions of dollars without having to improve your game at all, and you're messing up the money. You're messing it up for the guys, guys coming after you, but clearly you don't care. Clearly, it's not a, 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 it's not something you're concerned about making it better for the next guy. You're selfish. You only think about yourself. And listen, Philly, I, I agree. Nobody wants him, Dave. I don't know who wants him. I mean, listen, a team will want a player like that, but not at that price. But Philly's got to do themselves a favor and rid themselves of this problem. They're not, like I, I agree with what they're saying. Philly's messing up their title chances. They're they're number one 
uh, in the, um, the the Atlantic Conference right now, 31 and 20. They're they're playing some really good basketball um, to where they were at the beginning of the year, really not playing any kind of um, basketball defensively or any any wise any anywhere. But I mean, they're messing it up because it, it, it's just a it's a cloud, right, Dave? It's a cloud hanging over them that they just can't get rid of. It's, um, you know, I always think of this when there's a, a star player who's, be it holding out or mm. injured, I, I you know, just basically not on the court for the team and not coming back anytime soon. And I don't, you know, uh, I, I think you could look at Philly as, you know, they're top in the Atlantic, and I really don't see anybody else catching them at this point just because who will. Um, but, Imagine if you could just flip a, a literal nothing for some even assets, right? And and you know just roster pieces, guys to eat up minutes. At some point, if you trade Simmons, you are making the absolute definition of making something out of nothing. Um, I mean, out. I I just I don't expect though, based on like I said earlier, I called it a petty off. I just don't see Philly either getting the value that they want, <clears throat> but I also don't see um, – I, I, I could also see a situation where Simmons gets present, presented to a bad situation, right? Um, I mean, mm. look at uh, – let's, let's go with Indiana or something, right? Say you send them to Indiana or try to. Mm-hmm. You know Simmons, gonna, Simmons, Simmons ain't going to have any of that, right? The, and and what are you even going to get? And and actually, I shouldn't say that. If you're Philly, you could no matter what you get from Indiana, be it small pieces, it's still better than what you're going to get. And if you're Indiana, I guess your big mm-hmm. thing that you get there is uh, uh, cap space or or you know a big heavy contract on the roster. Um, right. But I, I just and, and it's frustrating because I think Philly is a really good team. Embiid is playing at a level. That is just unbelievable. I, I can't get over MVP what this dude MVP has been level. Doing. Yeah, MVP you know, level, I dude. think like like him, Ja. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple of names out there for, mm-hmm. for for MVP that that he's among. And I mean, if if he keeps playing the way he's been playing the last couple of weeks, I don't see why not. And imagine if right. Embiid wins MVP, right? Imagine if he wins MVP. With the whole Ben Simmons feud going on, I think a that makes Embiid infinitely more valuable. I also think that could could say to other players, "Hey, I want to go play with this dude." Um, what I would be curious to hear from, and we're never going to hear it, would be what he, he, I almost forgot about Jimmy Butler uh, a couple of years ago. But you know, uh, if a guy like Jimmy Butler were to come out and say, "Hey, listen, the only reason I left or the only reason it didn't work out was was because of Simmons," but it'd be legit. Yeah, that's only going to beef up the uh, kind of the, the clout to come to Philly as a player. Mm-hmm. But they got to get a hold of the situation, and they're not going to. I just don't see them moving uh, Simmons. I, I I I hate to say it, but I don't want to. I don't want them to waste Embiid's, you know, his this peak that he's at. But it seems like they're just going going to. Yeah, I, if you get the right team around him, it, you're not wasting it, right? I feel like. Um, you know, you can get a piece or two around him. Like, why couldn't you get, like, you know, when he gets back, C.J. McCollum, like, trade him straight up, right, or another shooter. I think it's a, a scorer, a creator on the outside that can, can, can accept the role of being a number two because I don't think Ben Simmons can accept being a number two. That and he can't shoot with a lick. But if you had, like, a Jimmy Butler on that team, oh, God. So I mean that's I you can trade and you know Ben Simmons for that piece. You won't have that elite defender, but you'll have a good piece that you can work with. Yeah, I mean, I, let me ask you though: Do you think they need to make a change, or I think you? Yeah, I think they have to get rid of this guy, Dave. I really feel like for this <laughs> team to move forward and not have to have that, like I said, that shadow hanging over him, the constant questions asking, how, how is Benson? When is he coming back? Blah, so, blah, blah. 
just get rid of him. He's a distraction that you don't need, especially when you're playing a lot better basketball right now. It's It was worse when they weren't playing good basketball because then it's like, oh, Ben Simmons can help you, blah, blah, blah. Now you can sell him and, you, you know, you're playing good basketball. You don't have to get a lot for him and you can still improve your team. You're improving your team just by having another body there, a body that's not there right now. Yeah, but I, you know what? I don't disagree, but I also don't see any any owner or GM saying, okay, listen, if we just add a little bit now and sell Embiid for, I'm sorry, sorry, sell Simmons for pennies on the dollar. You just don't see that mm-hmm. really. You, it seems more like, like especially in the NBA, they're 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 more willing to hold on to, to mm-hmm. uh, Simmons the asset at the at the yeah. cost of not being able to improve this year. Uh, so that's well, their, that's my their logic. stubbornness yeah. is going to kill them. Their stubbornness is going to kill them. It's going to well, come what, back that, to What kill if Embiid forces their hand? You know, what if Embiid says, listen, guys, you need to do something and put talent around me or else I, 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 that tells me what kind of franchise you are and if I want to be here. Who knows he's not doing that right now and they're just not listening to him. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows what kind of discussions they're having in the background. But I think um, if it comes down to it, they're choosing Embiid over Simmons and, and if Embiid really emphatically looks like, I need help. We can win with this team it, if we get another piece. They'll have to consider it. And, and like they, they, they're they're steadfast in not getting pennies on the dollar is admirable, but it's completely stupid. I mean, I would you would I would never sell my franchise for Ben Simmons. I don't know any team that would do that. That would give up draft capital and assets for a guy that doesn't that it clearly wants out, doesn't want to be there. Like you can you can be like the Rockets and get a haul for Hart like they did for Harding if you want. It ain't happening. And this guy doesn't get better. He hasn't gotten better. Like he's a great defender, but offensively he's 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 average at best. Like you would you would be a fool as a GM to trade all your assets for this guy. You would be. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, listen. I hope it beats. Uh, or uh, Simmons' backup career is a is a is a builder because man that guy can lay some bricks but that's you know <laughs> I, I, I mean know, you're not wrong I mean, you're not wrong you're not wrong one of the rumors for uh, for Embiid was uh, God I keep saying Embiid I don't know I, I got Embiid on the mind but one of the rumors mm-hmm. for Simmons was the Brooklyn Nets and it pains me to bring it up because uh, you know I'm a lifelong Nets fan but they mm-hmm. are now sixth in the Eastern conference. Um, granted, I mean, they just can't keep the team team together right now. Uh, I, sure. I put this uh, to our, uh, you know, we've got a, like everybody, we got all sports city chefs, uh, you know, chat going on. And I got an email uh, about seven thirty tonight. that said, you're Brooklyn Nets all-star. And it's just a picture of James Harden. Right. Um, and it just is all-star reserve Harden. And it's just, you can tell, listen, I, uh, in, in another uh, life that I live right now, uh, I send emails in, in marketing for a living, and it just, the, the subject line, your Brooklyn Nets all-star. You can tell it was supposed to be your Brooklyn Nets all-stars. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just showing you how lazy and pathetic kind of the franchise is right now. Um, and I laugh uh, because I stand by what I said last week. I don't hate it, right? At least the Nets are relevant. It's more fun being a Nets fan now than it was three, four years ago. Um, sure. But listen, we've lost six straight. And the thing that's the most frustrating about the six straight losses is they're to the Timberwolves, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Suns, and the Kings. Now, the only game that I, I guess was really like close, close was the one at the Warriors. And that was a good game. The Nets really had a chance to win it at the end, um, which was somewhat promising, but also crushing because we all know in, in sports, uh, you know, a lot of how you're judged is how you do in those close games. And they just didn't win that big key close game. You felt like, uh, watching it, it would have been a nice amount of momentum for where the, the team's going forward, but it's kind of been the opposite in a way. It's been, um, you know, it's been demoralizing. That's, I guess, the best word. And with each game, I watch this team, and I'm, I'm watching way more Nets than I ever have, but we, sometimes it's just the body language, you know what I mean? It's almost like the, the passion isn't there. And I know that's a dumb thing sometimes for – 
for for a fan to sit there and say, you know, oh, they just don't look like they're they're totally into it or or whatever, because um, that's not fair. But good God, it would be great to see the franchise um, acting like uh, they're proud and that they're trying. Right? They all just have this air of them that they're going to wake up uh, come playoff time and say, "All right, guys, let's do this." And we've seen it kind of work out in the past, but I just don't trust this particular group to do it. Another piece of bad news, by the way, speaking of the Nets, like this this broke right before the show, is that Joe Harris is going to need a second surgery on his left ankle. Um, oh, boy. And I think Joe Harris, I listen, a highly underrated part of the team. Um, sure. And I think the way he was supposed to space the floor with Durant, Harden, and Kyrie was critical because you need him to stand outside and let Durant and Kyrie flash it in there and have Harden, you know, be a ball distributor if if you're if it's one of those games where Kyrie's not going to be there and by spacing the floor you're going to give more open looks to Harden. I haven't seen Harden um, be the be the just dagger three point shooter that he was in Houston. Um, so it's just it's everything that's going wrong could go wrong for Brooklyn. But I'm going to do the thing every fan says is that there's still time. Um, the team has an opportunity to gel, and hopefully they can do what they're planning on doing is is uh, put it all together in the playoffs and, and hit play. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't see the Nets trading Harden for Simmons, not, not mm-hmm. necessarily because the Nets don't want Simmons. I don't think that's a factor. I think it's more – similar to to Philly that they want to keep um, they want to keep what they've built. You know, Barry, I I often hear this about general managers in football, right? General managers, if you draft a bad quarterback, you're going to be more likely to hang on to the guy for an extra year than to give up on him too early because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to admit your mistake. And I think that's something that we're seeing both of these NBA franchises do in the Sixers and the Nets the Sixers don't want to admit that they're doing it wrong with um, with Simmons, even though we all know that just moving him and moving on is best for literally every single human being involved. And I think the Nets, um, you know, are kind of realizing that maybe Kyrie wasn't the best wagon to hitch hitch onto. Um, I mean, I, again, personally, I'd rather have Kyrie than say Kemba right now, because um, I, you know, when when Kyrie shows up, he's on. Uh, when Kemba shows up, you kind of like the bench is over there, pal. Um, so mm-hmm. just a you know, just a, a, a quick note, Thanks. but uh, you know, quick, Thanks for speaking that. of uh, speak, <laughs> you know, that's not quality, but you know what is quality? PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel provides unique designs and high quality clothing for great fans of Philly, and they've got original designs for everybody. All your sports teams out there in Philly, I seriously highly recommend you check it out, phiapparel.co. And there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. So if you're listening, go to phiapparel.co. Use promo code CHEFS, C-H-E-F-S, for 15% off any apparel when you go to phiapparel.co. Um, Barry, it's been, it's been frustrating talking about the Mets, and I don't want to anymore. Um, but I wanted to, I do want to hear your thoughts because, you know, you're a basketball guy. But, uh, I mean, what, what, what do you think? Do you think the Nets are being almost stubborn by, by forcing this core down the stretch? Do you think they should kind of start the beginning of the blow-up and call it a failure? Or do you think they should just say, hey, we went all in on this, let's see it through? No, I mean, listen, I think they've played, what, 16 games together as a big three, um, 13 and three. Um, they've been kind of formulated for a season and a half. It's not enough time, but they're running out of time because Harden has that um, one-year opt-in that it doesn't look like and he's at this point. He, Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Um, and if he does, things have to change. I think there's a lot of levels to this. For one, I'm looking at this team and I'm saying Kevin Durant's hurt. He's the leader. He's the best player on the planet. When he's there, this team is right. So while, yes, they are in a rough patch and they're struggling right now, I think once he comes back, he solidifies, he stabilizes this Nets franchise. But I'm looking at the coaching and I'm looking at, I'm looking at um, Kevin, uh, Steve Nash. He can't, I was about to say Kevin Nash. 
uh, Big Daddy Cool. <laughs> um, Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve Nash can't figure this out. Um, and I don't blame him because it's like you have road games where you have your two or your three, but then you, you, you don't have everything you need, you know, with um, – with how you you wanted to construct this team, and then when you're home, you have Harden by himself, a one man band, and then you know he he needed a game on the road for rest. So it's an inconsistent starting unit. It's an inconsistent big three that you can't get on the court. I think once the playoffs roll around, they'll be fine. I think they'll get on a stretch and and kind of figure this thing out, um, get themselves catapulted into the top four seed. I, I don't have any doubt about that. Once Harden's back in, in, in full time and then you get Durant back, I think losing um, Harris is a big blow. Oh, um, yeah. I think um, he's – you're right. He spaces the floor, although he's spaced out in the playoffs. I mean, he is a, he is a scorer that can help out. Um, I think I think this team needs to – entertain offers for Harden, see what's out there, um, if he really doesn't want to come back, and I don't think he's given them an answer. I mean, he said, like, if it doesn't come for me, it, I never said it. Meanwhile, through every back channel, he's wanted trades out of Houston. He, you know, he wanted um, – he, <laughs> he, he wanted Dwight Howard out of town. He wanted Russell – out he oh you know God. he wanted all these guys like do back channels not coming from him so we don't believe you you need more people as Jay Z would say um, so <laughs> but I think they need to uh, they said they're shutting down offers they're not listening but they do need to listen I think they do need to kind of see what's out there for this guy right but it but at the end of the day they do need to wait and get the big three on the court and let them figure it out on the court. I think the Nets will be fine, but it, I don't think it's a panic mode, but it's alarming that there's six straight losses and they're just not playing good basketball right now. You know what I mean? Um, and then lastly, Kevin Durant needs to be a leader. He, he left Golden State to be the man, to be a leader, to have his team, to win on his team, his terms and all that, right? You gotta, yeah, you I gotta mean, lead this team. You gotta, you listen. If Kevin Durant wants Kyrie gone, all he has to do is say the word. If he wants Harden gone, all he has to do is say the word. I'm not saying he needs to say the word, but he needs to say something to somebody. I don't know if it's Harden. I don't know if it's Kyrie. Somebody. If this is your team, act like it. Be the man. And, and and I know he can do it. He's that dude. He's all about ball. So I just hope he – I don't want him to regret leaving Golden State for this. So, a couple things. I, 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 you know, the more you're talking, the more I'm realizing, if you follow Durant, specifically his career around the NBA, um, when he was in um, – when he was in Oklahoma City, right, he was on that team with Harden. Um, yep. And Westbrook, right? And on that team, I, I felt at the time, and I think Serge Ibaka was on that team too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think at the time, yep, Serge Ibaka. Those are <laughs> what a team: Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Damn, they should have won three chips. Yeah, when when Ibaka's your fourth best player. But anyway, um, look. At the time, yeah, I think we all sort of knew that that Durant had a shot of being the best player out there. Um, at the time, you know, I, it was hard because I think you know at the time too, everybody was looking at LeBron, um, and he they were both kind of young at the same time. But it just never to me, and and tell me if I, if you think I'm completely crazy with this, but it never felt like to me that those Thunder teams they were Durant's teams, right? it felt like it was more a collective or if anything, almost like a, a Westbrook team um, just because he was the loudest, you know what I mean? Sometimes he who shouts loudest is the King in that, uh, in that sense. Um, and then obviously when he went to golden state, it was Steph's It was Steph's team, even though Durant played so much better in those finals. Um, it, it, it always has been and always will be, you know, the Curry teams. 
Um, even when you look back on those championships, Curry had some bad finals finals appearances. Uh, but and Durant really won him, I think, one of those titles in there. And right now, listen, you and me and everybody out there looks at the Brooklyn Nets and say it's Kevin Durant and Kyrie put this thing together and and we're able to get Harden on board. But if you, again, if you watch the games um, and you watch things like the body language and who's controlling things, first off, Steve Nash, incredible point guard. Um, I think he's probably got a fantastic basketball IQ, but I'm not convinced of him as a good, like, coach, Um, like an X's and O's coach. I don't know. There's just something about it that just seems – off or not quite all there. But anyway, back to Durant. Um, I, 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 I don't believe that it's really Durant who's going to step up and, and make the make the noise that needs to be made. It's almost kind of the opposite mm-hmm. of, of a guy we've been talking about all day in B, where B is definitely the loud sure. vocal leader. Um, that's mm-hmm. not Durant. I just don't – I think he's the silent type, you know. Um, I think uh, – um, you know, easy money sniper, right? I, I think he's he's kind of the quiet guy. Then you've got another person, the other personality that's probably the biggest on the team is Kyrie, and that's not the guy you really want out there to be your vocal, you know, the voice of the Brooklyn Nets or the one taking all the questions at the press conferences. Granted, again, what, even when the dude talks basketball, it just sounds so brilliant, but then he starts devolving into other stuff, and it's like, all right, come on. Come on. And, and, and Harden, I think, just kind of wants to have fun. I've never really seen a guy that came into a team that I always thought was, oh, man, watching Harden is just going to be straight-up fun, but it hasn't been. It feels <laughs> like it's work. Um, yeah, right, where right. you look at other big threes, right? You look at um, the Celtics. I, I, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like the, the Celtics' original big three with Allen, Pierce, and Garnett, that was kind of the modern birth of the big three that then gave way to, uh, you know, the Heatles, your favorite, your favorite group of players of all time. Um, Smartass. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but here's the thing with those with those Celtics teams, like you just felt like there was a, a, a genuine chemistry amongst those guys. And you could say the same thing for the Heatles, right? Even though Chris Bosh, mm-hmm. um, you know, wasn't quite as big a part of that group as as you kind of thought it could be. Um, they all kind of liked each other. You know what I mean? It felt like there was that respect. And even when LeBron went back to Cleveland and it was him, Kyrie, and uh, Kevin Love, I mean. You know, again, I keep saying at the time, but even those three felt like they had some sort of continuity. Um, even LeBron and Kyrie, we all know that there was definitely, you know, it wasn't the greatest bromance of all time, but they sure as hell got along well enough to make it work. Um, you look at what Golden State has done, Steph and Clay and, and Draymond, it feels like those guys were all brothers. Um, but you look at this group of Nets, and even though the way they came together, I honestly God believe it was three guys saying, like, hey, this could be fun. Granted, I don't even know if Harden was part of the vision. Um, no, I doubt it. But I'm just, not, so. I'm, just not, I'm just not seeing it. You know what I mean? I'm not seeing that swag amongst the three. Joe Burrow himself has more of it than these three guys combined. But they're never on the court, Dave. That's, I mean, that's it, part of it. That's, isn't I mean, that the biggest part problem? Well, okay, what's the reason behind it? Just call it injuries, call it, you know, Kyrie being Kyrie, um, yeah. whatever you want. They, it doesn't the, matter. Whatever the problem is, it's always something that keeps this three off the court. When they're on the court, they are magic. They're 13-3, and three, right? But they're just never on yeah. the court, Dave. I mean, hopefully by the playoffs it, it gets they get it together. Um, they're not going to fall out of the playoff race. But I mean, and, and they're dangerous uh, at any level that they get in. If anything, they want to be a low seed so that they can have Kyrie for you know for game seven, right? But God. they're they're still a dangerous team. That's a team when all three are on the court is going to be a lot to handle, and and they're, you're not going to be able to to solve for them. Yeah, no, it's it's depressing. But uh, you, speaking of depressing, I want to move off the Nets. I, I'm sure nobody wants to. Oh, have a show I mean, about the we, we, at least we don't have to talk about my Knicks because I know that's coming. Whoa, I've got bad news for you, Mr. Barry. That is exactly where I was going next. So I got a question for you as a big Knicks fan. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of staying in the Northeast. We covered Philly. We got Brooklyn. Now we got to get to the to the Knicks. Sorry, Barry. Fine. Tom Thibodeau. Um, is not the problem. Do you 
Okay, really. See, I disagree, but I want you to tell me why you think he's not the problem. Okay. Um, I think the fact that our star is trying too hard to do everything is one of the biggest problems. I think I think we tried to go back to Kemba. He had an awful game last night. Um, you know, I think Barrett is a little inconsistent. But I think it's really because Julius Randle played out of his mind last year, and now he's trying to do a lot more than he did last year, and it's just not working, right? But then on top of that, he's not playing selfless basketball. He's playing selfish basketball. It's not working. He's holding, pounding the rock, not passing the ball. And then when he does, he looks a loaf. I, I don't know if you saw the picture last week uh, oh, during a timeout where he's just standing off to the side, not engaged with the team yeah. around the coach in the huddle. And it's like, dude, you just got your money, and you're acting like a baby. You're acting like – just so immature, not like a leader. And these young kids don't listen. Quickly's young. I mean, Obi Toppin's twenty three, twenty four, but he's he's a pup. He's his second year. Barrett's twenty one. The kid Grimes, I love. He he is what they need. Um, McBride, when he comes up out of the G League, he's another young piece. These guys are looking to you to be the leader, and you're out here pouting like a baby, giving the fans, worried about the fans giving us the thumbs down because you're playing like a bum. They, the Knicks need to trade Julius Randle. Wow. They need they, uh... to get him out, jettison out of town. It doesn't – listen – He's not going to work, Dave. He is a good player on a great team. He can't be a great player on a good team. It, that's not his DNA. That's not his makeup. The Knicks, if they keep him on the roster as their best player, they are never going to win a championship with him. And I'll go into saying, like, because he's on this roster, he thinks he has to be the number one option. He's not a number one option. But paying him big money and keeping him like it's just going to be a year's of utility where they might make the playoffs. They'll be lucky to make the play-in games right now, the way they're playing. They'll, they, they'll keep him there, be in the play-on games, maybe the five, six seeds if they overachieve a year. But they'll never be on that level with the Heat, with the Bulls, with the, the Nets, et cetera, with the Sixers. They'll never be on that level. They need to trade him out of town. It's humble pie. Really use this young talent and really build with – get us another superstar. He can't be the superstar. He overachieved. They didn't bring him in to be the superstar. He overachieved that. Now he's the superstar, and it's just not going to work. He's not that guy. Yeah, but okay. Considering what you have on the Knicks right now, which mm-hmm. all right, so, so so take take him off the roster, right? What do you mm-hmm. what do you do? Because I think the thing that we need first and foremost for the Knicks is a guard. Now, Barry, I I gotta respectfully ask you to hold that thought because I I see a number here, but I don't recognize it. it's a seven hundred three area code. Hold on. Who's that? Who is that from 703? Yo, real talk, real talk. Listen, every time, every time, I'm going to be stuck on my extension, man. My real arch nemesis, Mr. Serious Aaron Simmons. He's the Reed Richards to my Dr. Doom. Right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, sir. Here's the thing. Like, I heard this net talk, and I felt the rumbly in my tumbly. Uh, you know, we can't have that. Uh-oh. We can't have it on the kitchen. We can't have that across these airways. The people need better. But here I say. <laughs> people need better. <laughs> oh my God. So, so what do you what do you think about the uh, let's let's uh, Tim? I want to get your thoughts on on the uh, the first two teams we've been talking about because you know. We love our friends over at PHI Apparel, so then we can talk about uh, 
about the Sixers and what's going on with their drama. I, I want to hear it. So what do you think about that? And then definitely want to get your thoughts on the Knicks. You talking about the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers? I am, unfortunately. Okay. Um, here's the funny thing. Um, I, I, I have been very, 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 very transparent upfront and honest with how I felt about them, and they should have made this move months ago. They should have figured out something um, and made the move. Like, my granddad always told me, you know, Charlie, I don't know why he called me Charlie, either you take care of your business or get off the pot. They just don't sit there. And right. And it was a game of chicken. And Ben Simmons is losing that battle. Like, he's down a couple a couple bands uh, just from fines and not showing up. And the Sixers are, are, are winning. You know, they, they're playing decent ball. They're rallying around Joel Embiid. And, you know, Doc Rivers is getting his team to, 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 to play excellent ball. So they just need to go ahead and move him for whatever they get. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even care if they get, you know, equal value for him. You know, we see we, we see on social media the, the different trade scenarios and people running stuff through the ESPN trade generator and, you know, and all the <laughs> other type of stuff. I don't care what – I don't care what happens, something needs to happen. Um, and, right. again, it's, it's, it's a shame that it's taken this long. Um, he doesn't want to be there. He, he, he's shown that no amount of money that he finds or missing – is going to get him to come back and, and, and play ball. Um, so get him out of there. Get him out of there. You know, get, get him off your roster because essentially you're still paying him to be at home. Okay. And whine like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like Barry does all the time How about the Knicks. Oh, I hate him. I hate him. But I, I just, man, the only thing, the only thing I just want to say on that is, I hate it, but I do agree. Sometimes you just got to make a move to make a move, but GMs just don't do that. But yeah, it's weird. It's frustrating. But yeah, well, oh, come on. I heard Barry, Barry almost. Let me, ask, uh, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question, Dave. Let me ask you this question. Sure. So you, you said GMs don't do that, right? So my question yeah. to um, Elton Brand, who I believe is the GM of uh, the Sixers right now. What is he giving you sitting at the crib? Like, right. it, 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 it's one thing if he's producing or, or, or on the giving you 10 points or whatever it may be, but you are getting nothing and you are paying for everything. But literally, so, 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 literally, uh, it's like, it's, 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 it's like this. It's like you are sitting there paying for a player to literally flip his the bird at you. Like, why, why would you do that? Well, he had, he had, a great he had man once said, listen, a great man once said, it's not about the money, it's about sending a message. And uh, I, I think that's a big <laughs> core of what this is. Did you just is, quote uh, the Joker? To, I did just quote the Joker. <laughs> he did. He did. I like that. Good job. I, uh, I think they they really are though. Like it's it's to a point where it's it's just two dudes saying, "No, we're going to do it my way," and the other guy saying, "No, we're going to do it my way." And uh, I think in the end they both lose. There's the only win-win on this is if they both just meet and say, "Let's mutually agree to to work together to find a deal." Like, don't the agents sometimes get involved with with reaching out to other teams and saying, "Hey, this is what my guy wants. This is what the franchise wants." Um, and sometimes the, the agents, you know, represent other players on, on teams. And I also, I often wonder um, how much agents negotiate their own guys getting traded. I want to look at that. Um, well, see, here's the, thing, so, here's the thing. I actually agree that they do that. But here's the issue with that. You know what I'm saying? If I'm an agent of Ben Simmons, I, I've made the phone calls to, to the Philadelphia 76ers. I've made the phone calls to the other players and to the other teams to gauge somewhat of interest. The problem that we're having right here, and it's the same problem that we've had from the, from the get-go, the Sixers asking price is way too high. That's what's well, going on clear, right the, now. The Sixers asking price is way too high. The, the, the Ben Simmons agent is Rich Paul, so he is a Rich Paul client. 
which, you know, that name, that name just commands respect in a room. And there's also a point to me that wonders, like, Rich Paul is, is probably the most powerful agent in basketball, right? So why isn't um, – why is it Rich Paul making something happen for his his client, right? If I'm if I'm an agent too, I think you're just you're, you're not helping his brand, right? You're if you're an agent, you tell these guys that this is your brand, and literally nothing Ben Simmons has done has you know helped his brand. I don't know. I, it's 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 annoying, um, for lack of a better word. Uh, but hey, listen, Barry, I'm not going to let you get out of it. I I, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, or I'm sorry, I want to I want to have Barry hear Aaron's thoughts on uh, on the Knicks. So Aaron, what do you think about the Knicks right now? Think. <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask, I Aaron. Think... Put him on. Put him on mute. We don't need to hear his comments. <laughs> Get lost. This is funny thing about the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? For as much as I want to continue to needle Barry here. If you take a snapshot of where they are right now and where they were a season ago, they're in the same. It's place. the same, exactly. They're in the exact same place. Um, and where they really? go from here? Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where they, they were go about from twenty-five here, and twenty-eight last year, or twenty-four and twenty-eight, right. something like that. Right, right. I mean, they're, they're scoring the same amount of points. They're they're giving up the same amount of points. So literally, they just copy and paste it. Now, where the Knicks go from here, it's predicated on a couple things. First and foremost, what type of production they get out of Julius Randle. You know what I'm saying? What type of production they continue to get out of him. I do not think he's a star. I don't even think he's a mid-level star. I think he's one of those tier three type players that has been elevated to a a, a, a star status because he's literally the biggest game in town. That's first and foremost. Right. Second of all, he also had one. Good, second of he all, also had one stellar year. Correct. Second of all, um, I want to see what they do as far as trade deadline, buyout market, things of that nature. The stuff that kind of shakes loose after the All Star break. I think that their bench. It's coming together quite well, actually. You know what I'm saying? So I, I like what they're doing with their bench. Um, but, again, the, the, the Knicks are just ho-hum, in my opinion. They, they're just ho-hum, you know. And people like Barry are going to, you know, talk their stuff because he's a Knicks fan, and I respect him because he's that. But ultimately, they're, they're the same team. And so for me to kind of blow my skirt up, if you will, I need to see something better from New York. And right now, it's just whatever. I'm just walking, you know, chewing sunflower seeds like it's, like it's nothing because they don't do nothing because that's the next. But serious, do you, do you think the Knicks need to trade Julius Randle? Yeah, that's quite a move. When you say trade him, trade him for whom or for what? Like, I'm <laughs> at, at, the, at, at, at this point, serious, I'll be honest with you, tra- just get him out of town. Get him out of town. Well, again, again, when when you say that, mm-hmm. I, I look at it like this: like I am not a proponent of trading people just to, you know, say, hey, I made a deal. You know what I'm saying? But what are you bringing back? And okay, if you trade Julius Randle, who are you now building around? I don't think R.J. Barrett is a guy who you can build around. I don't think. Um, Quickly is a guy you can build around. I, I, I don't know who you're building around. So if you're trading a centerpiece of your team, who or what are you trading him for? You feel me? Like, and so I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. I don't think the Knicks are going to go through a, a, a Houston Rocket blow up and rebuild because you have some pieces there and you're somewhat competing in the West Eastern Conference. But ultimately, I, I, I don't think trading Julius Randle is the move. I, I think what needs to happen, I think you need to try to go get another mid-level star to come alongside Julius Randle. Um, again, i.e., Ben Simmons is, is the guy that comes to mind, actually, who's going to come along that alongside. Evil on me. Uh, don't you put oh, that hey, evil me, on me, Ricky Bobby. Hey, don't hey, you hey, do it. Hey, hear me out. Hear me out. If, if somebody like a Ben Simmons, just, just for example, can come alongside Someone like Julius Randle and facilitate and I mean, he's a 15 and 10 guy in a sleep. You know what I'm saying? That alleviates the pressure from Julius Randle because right now you got Julius Randle thinking he's a guard. 
You got you, you got Julius Randle bringing the ball up, setting the offense. You know, hitting step back threes, and that's not that's not where he's good for you. But if you have somebody who could come in, maybe another guard. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure who that person needs to be. You know, everybody's talking about Dame Dollar leaving Portland. Maybe he comes over or, or, or something like that. I, I, I think the Knicks can make it work, but trading Julius Randle just to say, hey, I made a move, that's not smart basketball. But I don't feel like the Knicks can win a chip with him. I think they can't win a chip with him being the number one. And wait, he's, wait. he's too so stubborn the... to be a number two or number three. But look, what, Barry, let me ask you, though. You, we're, we're talking mm-hmm. about moving Julius Randle. Why not find a way? And I think the Knicks, I don't, you know, I, you'd have to tell me. I don't know what their assets are. But I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's universally accepted. Julius isn't a one, right? And, and I think he doesn't need to be a one. You don't want him to be a one. And I also think R.J. Mm-hmm. Barrett isn't a one. But they're both solid, you know, two, two A's, whichever order you want to put them. But if the Knicks could just get get find a way to get a big a big guy in there, just a somebody really just take the pressure off of the other two and really put some high quality basketball out there, I think you could have a solid three man rotation, and you could almost do not terribly dissimilar to what the Nets did, which is continue to build it up the right way. You got a I think you have a, a coach in there who gets the most out of his players when they want to play for him, um, and you can kind of flip the Knicks from a respectable team to a destination. And then, you know, sort of without even thinking about it, just kind of hit that reset button. Cause I'm telling you right now, a team that's going to do that in a couple of years, it's going to be the thunder, right? Cause they're sitting on a horde of picks. They're just going to get some really young talent. They're going to find themselves to a mid-level team. They're going to flip those good players into great players. When you send some picks away too, that's the, that's how you do it now. That's how you build from the ground up. You build a mid the mid middling team and you keep your first round picks and you flip the decent players for great players. Um, so I, I, I think the Knicks need to continue the road they're on and it stinks because yes, I think the Knicks, uh, it's going to be frustrating as hell for fans for sure, but they need like one more year of ascension. And I think almost last year hurt them because it, it gave that false hope um, that they're better than a 500 team, and they're just about a 500 team. They just need to find a way to take that next little step. You don't need to bring in, uh, you know, man, boy, taking, not not going for DeRozan really bites because that would have that would have put them on that next level. But um, I don't know. I think the Knicks, the Knicks are a player away from being at the stage where they need to be to make a big play, if that makes sense. They're not a player away from winning a championship, but they're a player away from being the destination that they need to be. But uh, um, And that's guys, always been as, like that, though, Dave. We've always been that point guard away. We've, we just can't figure it out. I think, And I think uh, the kid McBride in, in the G League can be an answer, but I don't know if he's ready to, to take that but responsibility. You don't, need him, so. you, don't need him, you don't need him to carry the franchise. No, no. You know, and I think the so, biggest hey, move hey, that they can make is getting Derrick Rose back. <laughs> to be there's honest a nice comp that 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 that, yeah, that, that just just popped in my head. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If you look at the New York Knicks and the Memphis Grizzlies, okay, there is literally one person that separates the two. Okay, and if you can get a a a, a John Morant type of a guy or somebody who can play Batman to, to, to somebody's Robin or, you know, you said R.J. Barrett and uh, Randall are two, one, and two A. If you can find a guy who can be the A guy, who can go get his own bucket, who can literally set that place on fire, because, again, it, it's, it, it, it's the gun. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't go off in the gun. But Nick players. Nick players have never gone off in the garden unless your name is Ewing. That's it. Oh, that's, man. That's, hey. the, that's the last Nick player to go off in the garden. All, 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 all Nick's opponents go off. Hey, Thanks. listen, Simmons, Thanks speaking of going off, it's, 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 about, it's about time for us to go off. Uh, it's been... It's been a true joy. Uh, I'm going to uh, handle the close here. I'm sorry, guys, but uh, we're hitting the bump here. But I just want to thank, once again, the uh, PHI Apparel Company. And PHI Apparel provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for great fans of Philly with their original designs for all. There's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd 
Listeners can use the promo code CHEFS, C-H-E-F-S, for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Again, phiapparel.co. Go check them out online. Um, I have said enough for a lifetime, and for the last time, I wish you all a very pleasant, good afternoon. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Uh-huh.